welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with me, Tara Misseldine, and my co-host, Amanda Kingsley. Today, we are going to take you on a journey, one where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello, my friend, Amanda. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or I middle know. of the night, or whenever you <laughs> listeners are listening to this. I do too. And it's been an early morning for me as we've already talked about. So I'm, I'm well into morning. Um, today we are going to talk about something near and dear to both of our hearts in a way. It's meditation. But before we actually dive in, what is your gratitude today, Amanda? Um, I, mean, I don't know if I've done this one, but I this more this weekend my son was able to sleep at my parents house and it was just another one of those like they are always available it's so amazing like <laughs> if we need to get out or if i want to go to china or <laughs> they're so amazing they always step in they always are willing and excited about being with their grandchildren and it's just so good so I feel really grateful to have them and also grateful to have them as a role model. That is really crazy because that was my exact one. Stop it. I'm not even kidding. My daughter is at my mother-in-law's home <gasps> daycare. My mother-in-law does professional home daycare and she has recently um, made herself available to take care of Aria as needed any days that we have this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was going to say thank you to my MIL and her professional home daycare and that amazing resource that has come into my life. So woohoo. Yay That's for grandparents. <laughs> resource. I love that. Yeah. Very, very cool. And when you were speaking, I was like, oh my God, weird. That's <laughs> weird. Same day. That's pretty wild. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we, and I, I'm sure everybody else agrees that if you have family or friend support like that, that helps you get done what needs to get done in a way that your children love, what a gift that is. Um, so I think we can all be grateful for that if we, if we have that in our lives. So let's talk about meditation. Yeah, I feel like I want to, I want to hear about your group, but <laughs> um, one thing that came to me immediately when we, um, when we thought about recording about med who words words about meditation <laughs> um, this morning is that uh in the summer there's when it's humid and hot there's kind of like this haze in the air mm. it's like kind of hazy and like he like the air is heavy so i'm coming back around I'm coming back around meditation for me if you take away like the fact that it's just weather but that's what it does for me it like clears the haze so no matter what time of year it is, I mean, I feel like what happens when I meditate is I like, whether it's literally two minutes or 20 minutes or a half hour, come back to present moment and it, the haze is cleared. It's mm. just like, I can see, I swear my peripheral vision changes, like <laughs> everything just feels clear and fresh and bright again. That's like my... I have a lot of favorite things about meditation, but that is like the quickest way to reset for me and just feel like I can see again. Mm, yeah, cool. That's very cool. And so meditation does something pretty different for me. Um, <laughs> How cool I, I have never been good at meditating, uh, you know, the, with the quote unquote good at meditating. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Um, there's really no way to like be, I, I avoided it for a long time being 
like with all of these disclaimers about myself, like, oh, I'll never be able to sit still or I can't quiet my mind or like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't force myself into that structure of what I thought meditation was to yeah. actually be meditation. Right. right. It's so not that. And I'm, I'm <laughs> super grateful that a friend introduced me about a year ago to a group, which I'm actually on hiatus from right now. Um, but I will be going back as soon as we, you know, develop the new normal within my family. Um, it's just, I'm like taking a six week break. The, the group that I'm in goes in six week series. Um, that way people can kind of come and go. But like once you are in, it's really hard to not want to go. Wow. <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's an intimate group that someone um, sort of introduced me to. And it is something that I pay to do, which actually for me was really good. Because when I put some like, you know, monetary commitment into something like that, it it made me go in a different way that just the self-care aspect of it would have made me go. Mm -hmm. Sort of an investment that I made in myself. Um, and the, the program is called uh, Meditation for Everyday Life. And it's sort of an embodiment. Um, the, the woman who facilitates it is a psychotherapist. Um, and she uses embodied movement as one of her, that's like one of her fortes. Um, and the, the premise is that we kind of check in and it's, it is all but one series has been exclusively women, even though it's not limited to women. It's just something that women are very attracted to this modality of, mm. of togetherness. Um, so we would kind of like go around and check in with each other. How are we showing up to the room? And we'd have like mm. a drop in exercise, a little guided meditation just to kind of drop into our bodies. And then we would meditate for a certain amount of time. It's usually like, um, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, something like that. And then we would journal about what happened in the meditation. And then we had the opportunity to share during like a wrap up, like a checkout basically. Yeah. Um, and I would say the most phenomenal thing that happened for me in, in this process of the meditation is I had all of these crazy, like, relivings of certain memories of my life. Like, lots mm. of things would kind of come up and I would sort of replay things that had happened recently. But then as I kind of dropped in deeper, many times I would find myself in a very vivid recollection of an old memory always from a slightly different vantage point which was wild and it was so insightful you know in these moments where I was present to something you know like a, a super intense memory from when I was like a teenager and I remember it from a certain perspective and I've carried that with me but now that I have my you know 36 or 37 year old brain and I can look back on the memory with entirely new eyes and new experience. I got to sort of like put entirely new appreciation and perspective yeah. around what happened. And it was like wicked cool. That's so, amazing. Yeah, what a so, gift to be able to release like stories. You oh my gosh. So, so much. Um, you know, where I have a memory and I know, I know what the body feelings were when I was living in, in that moment. But then I go back and like relive it during a meditation and see completely different aspects of what was going on that I couldn't see. Like I wasn't present to when I was living it, but then I was totally present to it now in like the, uh, the reliving of the memory. It was so, so cool. I mean, I can't even explain it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I guess that's one of my things is like, don't, 
don't just say that you're not built for meditation. Cause if you yes, look at me from the I, outside, I'm so not. And I avoided it for 35 years more, you know, 35 and change because I didn't think I was the kind of person that meditated. And I, I'm not the kind that meditates like everybody else necessarily, but my God, is there a powerful way for someone like me to meditate? And I would venture that that's true for everyone. There is a way that you can get something so amazing by just dropping into, you know, the quiet space inside yourself. And that's the point of meditation, I think, is to like listen more than do, right? So I have a question. Did you have any, well, I have a couple questions. Because other people might want to create groups like this, like myself. <laughs> um, did you have any um, guidance before the med? Like, first of all, was it a guided meditation or was it just time? Was it just timed? It's just time. And um, the facilitator, she's, she's actually really, really gifted. And I mean, she is a psychotherapist, so she does have a lot of skills about, you know, around holding space like this. Um, but yeah, there, there was like the advice that was given or the guidance that was given was just like, there's no wrong way to do this. Um, and this kind of embodiment meditation, it's like, you're not, you're not repeating a mantra. You're not trying to silence your mind. You're literally like welcoming in exactly what is happening, yeah. whatever that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And then just trying to be, trying to be present to what feels profound. And mm -hmm. if it's like, if it yeah. doesn't feel yeah. profound, let yeah. it come, let it go. And if it does, then like, see if you can welcome it to go in a little bit deeper. And yeah. if you can't yet, that's fine. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can. And like, don't, don't put pressure around it. Just kind of trust that, you know, what stays with you through the 30 minutes and what you still feel capable of writing about, that's what you were supposed to get mm -hmm. out of it. So it's very like, gentle, very flowy. You know, there's no wrong way to do it, which was really helpful for me. Um, Isn't that funny? Like, I mean, most of us, because I feel exactly the same way. I'm like, I can't meditate. My body hurts and mm -hmm. I can't stop thinking. And yeah, you know, like I years, I spent years that way. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of us have that story. And I, it's really interesting that so many of us feel that way. Many of us have overcome it in finding a practice that works, but it still that it still exists. This idea that meditation has some sort of perfection around it—it's mm -hmm. so weird. I wonder where that came from originally. That it had to be this fancy thing that you had to do right. Mm -hmm. So many of us have that story. Mm -hmm. Well, the the interesting thing to me, there's a parallel. Um, the way that we approach everything in our lives today, like many of us, where we want to start at an expert level of something, you know, especially like if we're, if we are observing the teachers of meditation, they're sort of at the expert level of meditation, right? Right. And if we've never tried it, yeah. of course, we're not going to be able to quote unquote meditate like the experts. Right, right. <laughs> but we think that we should just because like, that's the way that we observe other people doing it like in this full centered you know able to the the eat pray love thing actually in that book she talks about meditation and how like crazy it was for her when she was in the ashram did yeah. you read that book or I I have I did but I long time ago well she she yeah. speaks it pretty well about sort of the nightmare of like trying to do traditional yeah. you know <laughs> 
yeah. meditation where you're sitting for hours on end, but all you can feel is that your feet are asleep and your hips are aching and yes. <laughs> you're, you're falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind it of- is a great example of how, um, we think it should be easy. Like I do mm-hmm. in my coaching work, I do so much work around thought work mm-hmm. and we like thinking should be easy, right? Why do we have to spend time learning how to think or choosing how we think? It's like, well, actually it takes a lot of practice and a lot of conscious attention to think yourself into, you mm-hmm. know, a life that you enjoy. And it's the same with meditation. Like we think it should be easy so then when it hurts or it's distracting or like we're like or if it's just not meeting our expectations in whatever way yeah it's all confusing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah really interesting I'm curious if you ever because I often will um not like I'll set some sort of intention for a meditation like um I'm open to guidance around an answer to a certain question, or I'm open Mm -hmm. to guidance around what actually happened when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. or did you ever do that? Did you ever set yourself an intention? Um, I've tried many times, but I'll admit that most often I have zero control over what I get out of the meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I get more value, the less control I try to have over what I'm getting out of the meditation. Um, yeah. So one thing that I will say, and I don't know if it's because of the container of this particular group and because of the sort of the energy that the facilitator brings or that the, you know, as we all know, masterminding, that effect is a real thing. So it, whatever you get out of any kind of gathering like that has so much to do with the other participants and what everyone else is bringing. Um, But what I do know is noticing certain feelings in my body will often trigger a, a thought process that dives me deeper into meditation. So like, wow, I feel super, super tight in like my right shoulder blade. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, transported back to 14 when I'm like, (laughs) you know, and I remember feeling that like exact area in my body. And, you know, so like it being just present to what is literally going like, wow, or my, I'm, I'm super hungry. My stomach is grumbling like crazy. Like being really present to the feelings in my body is often what like takes me down to the next level of just self-awareness, I guess. I don't know. It's sort of like my, my psyche is like, oh, you're paying attention to us right now. Let's, you know, let's dive in. Yeah. Um, Very cool. So yeah, I try, I I have asked many times or like gone into it with an intention, but it very rarely goes where I expect it to go. You know, I'll be like, how do I combat what, or like, how do I measure up to the demands on me right now kind of thing? And then it's like, no, let's deal with something from when you were six you know? <laughs> Let's wow, that, I, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone about meditation where it was that consistent going that it would, was bringing you back to memories. That's pretty, for, uh, for me, meditation, like when I'm in it, in it, like 20, 30 plus minutes, it's not real as in memories of mine at mm-hmm. all. It is so 
far out, like trippy insanity <laughs> that I like, it's almost scary. Uh, so that, that idea that it would bring me back to it, like that's never happened to me, that it's brought me back to something I've already experienced. For me, it's like, like, like literally trippy. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, so there's like lots of layers of meditation, like that two to five minutes where I just like clear the haze kind of thing, mm -hmm. get my sight clear again. Uh, very different than when I meditate long enough to drop into that space and like my body changes, my mind gets like so wonky. I mm -hmm. feel like a different, not even a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but never ever around memories. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, it's really like an alternate dimension of my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. There right. were like those handful of times where it took me way back to, you know, memories that I don't consciously think of. Wow. Um, and then there were also like where I went back and just vividly relived something that happened recently. And it was like, Oh, how was I present or not present in that moment? Gosh, that's so cool. And, and I, I think as a whole, like the theme of what my meditations kept trying to teach me was like that that was the broader lesson. And that that I think is the gift of making meditation a, a practice. Yeah. You know, that it's not, it shouldn't be like, I mean, it can totally be a triage measure. Like if you just need to drop in and set, recenter, you can totally use it in that way. But having like the regular practice of showing up even when you don't think you need to or, you know just as a regular practice, similar to doing yoga or working out or anything that we do for our physical body. Um, making it a practice is when you also start to gather like the long-term data, like, wow, this is a trend for me. This is what my psych yeah. psyche wants to tell me a lot is that maybe I'm not actually being very present yeah. in my actual day, like my actual life right. bringing me back and making well. me look at it again, you know? So that, that's really cool because sometimes it is like, oh, it's a conversation that I had with someone and I only heard one aspect of that conversation while it was happening, but then I go back and hear it again. And it's like I get to experience a different perspective on the conversation that I missed while I was having it, you know? And it so could have been cool. like, you know, a conversation with my husband, David, from two days ago or like a conversation with my daughter, Aria, that, you know, I'll, I completely misheard what she said, you know? Wow, that's amazing. I've been operating so, for the rest of the day, the day on that misperception. So yeah. after being in the group, because that was once a week, right? Correct. Yep, once a week. Did you find yourself meditating at home on a regular basis because of that group or no? Did you kind of stick to the... Not formally, but it absolutely had an impact on my day-to-day -day period. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. For I didn't sure, know so. if you had like created a morning practice or a... Nope, I didn't. And and I think one of the main reasons that I didn't is because of the value that I got out of the the witnessing of what happened in the meditation. Um, because I don't know if it's just my social nature or something, but it I feel much it, it's much easier for me to like actually drop into that kind of what she calls a samadhi state where you are kind of out of your conscious thought. Um when I'm in that group of people and when I have like, like I am in that declared space and, mm. um, and when I get to share. 
So like when I, when I actually get to speak what it was that I experienced, it takes it to an entirely different like understanding for me, which doesn't happen when I'm by myself. So true. That's so true. Yeah. I've over the, like sort of like gratitude journals, I've gone in and out of like keeping a meditation journal and journaling about it afterwards, super powerful. But then Mm, sometimes I find like, I don't, I I don't, did you find this where like, I don't actually have words to Mm -hmm. write what I just experienced. Yeah, totally. And, and, And often a lot of what I write ends up being questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or like Our bullet idea. points of like, these are the feelings that washed through my body yeah. during, you know, that experience. But it's, it is really hard to like put it into a novella, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we should wrap up soon. But one thing I wanted to um, point out that I actually find very effective in terms yeah. of, so it's interesting, like for me, there's that clearing of the haze, which is like, visual clarity Mm -hmm. but then there's also just like um like situational or thought clarity and so when I practice like just walking meditation which isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily walking but like might be taking a shower or might be doing dishes but I set aside an awareness that I'm going to use that be fully present and allow what needs to come in to come in. Yep. And I have a lot of clarity from those experiences. A driving Absolutely. is another one. Driving is totally one for me. Yeah. I, I think we've mentioned driving, that dishes, showering. Um, yeah, sometimes walking, but yeah, there's that whole concept of walking meditation, which is just mm-hmm. or waking meditation, which is like not sit and be present and go in it's like I'm just gonna consciously use this space (laughs) to allow whatever it needs to come in to come in and that can be so powerful Mm -hmm. and I think I do that way more than I am aware you know like I've it's become a part of of what I do so much um but at first it does take a little bit more attention yeah, totally. But my two are driving and gardening. That's when yeah. that's yeah. when I'm in sort of that waking, waking meditative state. Yeah, where like lots of things just start flowing, and I'm not I'm not caught in the spiral of thought that I usually yeah. am. Oh, and just one one closing note um, that I find really insightful about the pra- this practice of meditation that I was you know introduced to is that in my day-to-day consciousness, I am almost 100% future focused. Mm-hmm. So like I'm constantly thinking about what's coming, what's happening in the next six hours, what's happening in the next six weeks, next six months, mm-hmm. next 60 mm-hmm. years, you know? Um, so when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm in that meditative state and I, I'm almost never future focused, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. And so like, I never consciously get to go back very often because I'm always fixated on you know like the now and forward so it's it's really a gift so I encourage anyone if you haven't um, if you haven't tried a more gentle exploratory form of meditation and if all you've, you've been exposed to is like either mantra or you know quiet mind meditation look at other options 
you know, either whether it be guided meditation where you yes, guided I find that. is a really easy transition. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it can kind of train your mind to. You know, Do you ever use the app Insight Timer? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a great app. Um, Insight Timer. Insight Timer, and there's lots of choices for meditation in there in terms huh. of like. Um, time or guided or you could have you could follow certain people um, but it is very cool in that like you said when I'm meditating with people I sort of tap into a different kind of energy yeah and this this is interesting because it will like tell you who's meditating right now like <laughs> all over the world and then after like you just meditated with <laughs> Um, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's it's, but it's great, particularly if you want to explore some guided meditations. Um, I I also use YouTube for that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. If any, that'll be my ask. If anyone else has meditation apps they like, oh, cool. Curious. I do like Insight Timer, but I'm sure there's other great ones out there that I'd be curious to learn about. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. So I, I also want to put in our show notes for everyone. If you're, if you're local to Hampshire County, Western Mass, um, I will put a link to um, the, the retreat center that offers this uh, meditation course that I take um, in case anyone is really interested. There's yeah. usually at least one, one rotating there? spot open. It's called Thrive yeah. in um, Florence, Mass. No, we had a Thrive up here. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a popular concept yeah. for a name, I think, <laughs> in this genre. <laughs> there are oh, so only so many words that could be an episode. <laughs> All yeah, kinds of incredibly irked when people copyright words or like I know my word. I'm like, that, oh, yeah. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> oh gosh, so true. Um, okay, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, and and until next time.